This is Mobile Armor Radio. Special edition. Mobile Armor Radio Reads. And welcome to Mobile Armor Radio Reads, I guess that we're calling it now. Mobile Armor Radio Reads. And we are reading the Transformers comics in chronological order, as in the chronologically chronological order of the world, not as when they came out. Because it was all over the place when they came out. Yeah. Although it might make more sense as we go through this, you'll, there'll be there's a part where you had to have read something that happens after to make sort of sense in this one, but <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, today we'll be reading uh, Spotlight Orion Pax and uh, the first of the autocracy 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 tri- autocracy uh, trilogy called Autocracy. I'm Rob, and I'm Chopper, and we're going to be going through this. We'll uh, do a little recap, and then we'll say what we like or didn't like. We uh, already covered Megatron Origins was our first episode, and it was chaotic, and hopefully this one's a little bit better. We're, we're more good. organized now. Oh, you thought that was chaotic? Well, we didn't do a very good recap. I think that was the main issue. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of were like, I think this happened, and I actually right. made notes this time. Oh, did you? Yeah, so I, I know what happened in the stories now. Was that the comments? I don't know. We never had comments. People don't comment. If you want to, please, as we post this on Facebook. Yeah, let us know if we are chaotic. And and if you've read the stories and read along with us, please, we'd like to hear what you think about them also. Maybe this chaos thing that we, I'm hearing about is just all in Rob's head. Yes, it all is in my head, obviously. And we'll start with Spotlight on Ryan Pax, since that takes place slightly before Autocracy. And it's written by James Roberts in with, uh, I think it's art by Steve Kuth, Kurth, Kurth. Don't want to <laughs> screw up Mr. Kurth's name. It's too late. I already did. And, uh, yeah, this one's uh, about Orion Pax, who's obviously Optimus Prime before he became Optimus Prime. Yes, his original name, recapping. Yes. Was Orion Pax. Orion Pax. Everybody knows that. Come on. Well, maybe yeah. not. <laughs> uh, and this one, he's uh, sent on a mission to... Well, he works for the leading class of... They're not called Autobots yet. They're just kind of... They're like just the leaders of Cybertron. And uh, he's a special agent, kind of. Kind of kind of like a cop, but also just uh, an agent. Like, he does all different stuff, really. Yeah, like a U.S. Marshal, kind of. I guess so, yeah. Because in this mission, he's sent to uh, trade prisoners with the Decepticons. As we've learned in uh, Megatron Origins, Decepticons took over a whole area on uh, Cybertron. I guess it's actually on Cybertron. Before, I think we thought it was a different planet, but it's actually just a section of Cybertron. Just a different town. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't until uh, Autocracy when I realized that. Yeah, me too. I always thought it was a moon or something. But, uh, yeah, it's just a different area. And yeah, they got some uh, a prisoner that they have to transport across some kind of badlands kind of uh, area, and uh, he's joined by uh, a, a a younger cop kind of named Nightbeat, which is a little on the nose for a cop, and uh, <laughs> also a a hermit who knows the area that they're crossing called Alpha Tryon, and Alpha Tryon looks like uh, I didn't realize that till later, but he, I I never watched any of the Transformers movies. But, oh, he looked like the Blackbird guy. Yeah, he looked like, uh, yeah, one of the people from that. He's got like a cl- cloak on him. I guess it's, is yeah. it Megatron? I don't know who it is in the movies anyways. Anyways, the guy, yeah, he's, uh, he's associated with Metroplex, who they think is, uh, he's like a myth. He doesn't, 
nobody thinks he actually existed, but Alpha Trion actually worked with him. He claims he exists. But he's also a bit of a crazy man, so maybe he's just making it up. Uh, so they travel across. They have, a, like, a little, uh, well, I guess it's Optimus Prime's uh, trailer that they're using to transport the prisoners. And uh, they're towing them across, and they get ambushed by some weird alien bug things called slicers. They're the robot bugs, though, right? Yeah, yeah, they're like, I think everything on Cybertron. Like scavengers. Yeah, I don't think they're, do you think they were, like, uh, sentient? They're kind of like... I think, I think they're sentient because they're, they're organized and in in attacking, but more sentient as, like, a hive mind kind of buggish kind yeah. of... Yeah, yeah, they weren't, like, uh, actual transformers. They they were just kind of creatures of some sort. But in the battle, they, their prisoners escape. And they never knew who they were transporting, but it turns out they're transporting some loser Decepticons called Rack and Ruin. And they're like, why are we transporting these guys? They're useless. Like, they're... Yeah. <laughs> and even they say they're useless. They're they're pretty uh, low down the scale. They always get caught. Yeah, and they, they're not worth much in trade. So just when they're trying to figure that out, uh, the Seekers show up, the Decepticons, they uh, show up and uh, escort them to the meeting spot, them and the prisoners. And... Uh, so Pax expects Megatron to be there, but he isn't. It's instead, it's a uh, Decepticon called Bludgeon. I've never heard of this guy before. Yeah, me neither. I he, I don't know if he's... Uh, he's probably in the canon somewhere, but I've never heard of him. And uh, so they have a little standoff. They they want to trade for Ratchet, who's been captured. Ratchet is obviously the... He's kind of like the uh, repairman for the, the future Autobots. Ratchet is the ambulance. Oh, yeah. Cause Cause he's, he's, yeah, what's the he, red one he's called? He's the... It's Ratchet, and I can't remember the other one. Bloodhound? We always have this problem when there's uh, names that we... Both of us are terrible at remembering things. But they want to trade for Ratchet, and uh, but they think Rack and Ruin aren't... I thought it was Bloodhound. Yeah, it could be. Editor's note. It's Ironhide. We're idiots. But, uh, yeah, they don't think it's uh, worth Rack and Ruin to trade for him. But the Decepticons don't really want Rack and Ruin. They don't really care about them, but they want Alpha Trion. Because they're trying to find Metroplex. Yeah, Ratchet is the one who looks like an ambulance. Yeah. Should they have been called Autobots in there? Yeah, it's Ratchet. <laughs> no, they're not Autobots yet. They're still not Autobots. Cliffjumper is the red one. Is it? No, yeah. Cliffjumper looks like uh, Bumblebee. But he's red. Yeah, but I'm talking about the one that looks like Ratchet, but is red. Red Alert? No, that's one that looks like uh, Sideswipe, but it's red. <laughs> no, actually, he's... <laughs> red Alert's white and red. Yeah. Anyways... Uh, where was I? Oh yeah, they want to get uh, Metroplex. So Pax is like, okay, screw that. We're fighting our way out of here, and they try to get away. But uh, Pax gets captured as he he lets the other helps the other ones escape. And as Decepticons do, they strap into a rocket and try to shoot him off towards the city. Yeah, to use it to destroy him. <laughs> uh, he does some weird transforming trick, which I think maybe in the future that matters. And he's able to break free and divert the rocket. He survives the cash, or crash, and dons his famous mask that he, cause he have, I don't know if we, uh, We didn't touch on it. Yeah. Like he, in the beginning of the book, he, that he makes mention how he was disassembled for disobeying orders and put back together and sl- slightly upgraded and he ended up with a mouth and he was, felt weird about having a mouth. And I, I feel this is, uh, I think this came out about the same time as the uh, Transformers movies, and I felt it was it was sort of a dig at the Transformers movies. But by the end, he gets his, uh, he gets his famous uh, face mask back. And I think it's also an ex- explanation why some flashbacks he had a 
face mask and some he didn't and why he looked different. I think this was kind of, they're just trying to explain why he was different looking in some of the future stories. I think that was kind of what what's happening here. Like I said, we're reading these in order. So these little spots that are missing are either happen later in flashbacks and get filled in or, or they're just things that they're leaving as seeds kind of. We don't really know because we've never read them all, so. And that's it. That's that's the spotlight on Orion Pax. How'd you like this one? I think it was pretty fun. Yeah, it was a nice little insight into, uh, uh, because I never really realized that Optimus Prime was taken apart for disobeying orders. And that makes, makes leads into, uh, autocracy where, uh, you can kinda, you can kinda see where his rebellious spirit comes into play. Yeah. And, uh, this, yeah, it sort of leads into it also, as we'll talk about with Metroplex and that whole thing. And, uh, it is a little bit of a history lesson for Pax and why he is like he is. And about also what his job is, really, which is kind of like that agent of, uh, of the ruling class, the Cybertron ruling class. I, I think they do, uh, well, I guess it matters who the prime is. That's how they kind of decide who, what the, group is at the time because he's all well it's yeah i think so i don't know i don't know how their their society works not very (laughs) well it seems well i think the autobots have always been the ruling class as 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 said in megatron origins yeah but i don't know if they actually call them autobots that's always i'm always a little confused about that no they've always called them autobots i know for a fact they called them autobots in megatron origins did they yeah yeah Anyway, so that's uh, that's the thing with uh, Orion Pax. It's just a little short story. It's they, literally an issue, and it uh, gives a little background. They keep doing these spotlights, and they'll come up as they uh, as we hit things in the. Uh, we didn't do the Megatron spotlight, did we? Oh, I think that's later. It's it's not happened yet. So. Oh, it hasn't happened yet. No, so we'll have to see what that one is about. There was another one that I read, and I, I uh, did put in here, which is uh, Spotlight on Blur. And it was just a little short story once again. I, I didn't think it mattered that much. I, we could cover it, but really it all is is Blur was a uh, movie star, and he gets caught up in the rebellion that's going to happen in autocracy. So was he, a, was he an Autobot, or is he just some regular dude? Yeah, he's like a regular dude who gets... Uh, he sees what's happening with the uh, the the ruling class and how they're being jerks and gets caught up in the rebellion, uh, which will bring us on to autocracy, where the rebellion starts. Really, yeah. Did we uh, talk about in Megatron Origins the comparison with the Autobot rulers and how Rome was? Yeah, I think we did mention that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And this is kind of continues on here for sure. So, Autocracy is written by, co-written by G1 writer, uh, Flint Dial, or Dilly. I always, I never know how to pronounce his last name. But he's a famous, uh, cartoon writer from the original series, and I think he did a lot of G.I. Joe. He's like, he's right in there with all the Hasbro products back in the day on the cartoons. And it's all, it's co-written by Chris Metzen, which is crazy because Chris Metzen is like the guy behind World of Warcraft, like he. And Diablo. Yeah, like he's the man. And Starcraft, actually. Yeah, at Blizzard Entertainment. And I guess, uh, Flint Dilly was working for, uh, Metzen at the time at Blizzard. And they were like, he was, must have been, Chris Metzen must have been a fan of Transformers and, and started talking about the story he wanted to write. And, uh, so they co-wrote it together. And then it's got to art by Livio Ramadelli. 
nice Italian name. So Romeo. And uh yeah, this one's uh takes place before the actual war between Autobots and Decepticons, kinda leading into it. And focus on days just before the Great War. And the Decepticons are established forced and they're so descent across Cybertron and they're kinda like terrorists, sort of. They're, I, I wouldn't even call them terrorists, more just no, like... No, terrorists. They're just re- rebels. They're rebels. Yeah. And, and they, they don't necessarily... I guess they do bomb places and stuff, but they're not like super... Terrorists is a harsh word, I think, for what they're doing. Yeah, they're just trying to uh, overthrow the corrupt Autobot government. Yeah. And our Ryan Pax, as we said, is an agent for that government. He's And he's charged with rooting out these, these cells of Decepticons everywhere. So they go on, they go on uh, secret missions... But, uh, as the story goes, it's, it, this, I think it's about a couple, what, a hundred and something pages? How long is it altogether? Something like Autocracy? that. Autocracy? I think it's a hundred and ten pages or whatever it is. But through the whole series, uh, Pax is doing these missions. And each mission, he kind of gets more and more disillusioned with the government. <laughs> and yeah, because he's, well, I think he gets even more tired because, uh, as the comic goes through, you know, Sentinel Prime, Sentinel, right? No, it's the Zeta Prime. Is the Zeta, bad guy. Zeta Prime? Yeah, Zeta Prime, who's the Prime, is now keeps sending them in, in these ambushes and keeps setting them up to fail. It's like he's keeps sending on these missions to do something, and then they they turn out to be ambushes, which he knew. Then he fails, and he keeps kind of reiterating into Optimus Prime or Orion Pax at the time. You, you know, you're such a failure. Why did we even put you back together? Kind of thing. Yeah, he's kind of keeping them down. He also knows that Prime, or well, uh, sorry, not Prime yet. Pax is a uh, is like a really honorable person, so I think he kind of wants him out of the way too. Yes, because as we find out uh, as the story goes, that Zeta Prime is building a super weapon called Vampark, and it's he's doing it to just to supposedly destroy the Decepticons, but it's uh, drains a life force of Cybertron and its citizens, kind of drains their sparks, drains their energy on. Yeah. So it's like... The power is Devastators, which are these giant yeah. robots that destroyed just everything. Which, uh, the Devastators look just like uh, Omega Supreme, which I thought was cool. They have that uh, that look to them. And I, I think it's a little on the nose called Vampark, since it drains life. <laughs> but Yeah. Uh, so they, uh, yeah, through the story, they're, they're finding out about this weapon. And eventually they meet up with Hot Rod, which I, I was a surprise when Hot Rod showed up. Yeah, I did too. I was like, what? Really? And he's a leader of, uh, some other rebels who, cause his people are being drained by these weapons. And he I said, wouldn't call them rebels. I would just call them wow. poor section of town. And he's trying to protect yeah, them. Yeah, he was, it, it, like, if you had to equate, uh, in any other comic book, you know, like the, whatever Downs area in Gotham or, uh, the, the, the slum section in Green Arrow, whatever they call that. Area, so he would be that guy that heads that part of town up. Yeah, he's looking out for those guys. Yeah, he's kind of like. Oh, I guess he's more like a vigilante. Yeah, he's like a kind of a superhero kind of. He's like yeah, the Batman. He sends him over because he's he's uh, he's protecting his own. Yeah, he's he's like the uh, Green Arrow of that area, and uh, eventually they these these uh, devastators come to destroy that area. Just I. I can't remember what was the reason they. T- I think it was just to cover up what they were doing, kind of. But uh, well, yeah, because he was bringing all the refugees. He was. He knew that uh, Zeta Prime was already suctioning everyone's yeah. energy on out because all those refugees were showing up in his in his ward. 
Yeah, and like the lowest of dried, low. Dried, yeah, all dried out husks of robots. And uh, uh, Optimus gets some some like foreshadowing about his future. He finds like a temple that it, it, that uh, has stuff about the Matrix, which once again they don't think the Matrix is real. They think it's a. Uh, well, he learns about Zeta's Prime's uh, plan to to steal everyone's energy on. Yeah. Uh, through capturing Soundwave. You know, one of the missions he had that was set up to fail was to get the information back from Soundwave. Yeah, Soundwave is uh, the classic villain. <laughs> the classic spy. What I liked about his escape, though, is like he threw out all his cassettes. <laughs> Rumble, uh, what, what's the name of that bat? Uh, Rat, Rat bat. bat, yeah. You know, and uh, Ravager. Yeah, they- I like Soundwave. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, he's definitely one of my favorites. And then uh, Soundwave tricks him into uh, meeting up with Megatron. And Megatron then, uh, you know, then says, listen, here's the plan. This is what's going on. You still want to back these guys. You know, we could we could do so much together. Yeah. He's trying to corrupt uh, Pax just, just because they have a they have a – a enemy in common, but yeah, because well, because he knows that Prime. I keep calling him Prime. He knows know. that Ryan Pax uh, doesn't believe in uh, Zeta Prime's way either. Yeah, but he does. He definitely does believe in Megatron's way either, though. So. No, yeah, because Megatron <laughs> wants to rule by through terror and an iron fist. Yeah, because Megatron has gone a little insane since his beginnings. He's he's lost a little bit. Every yeah. little piece that got blasted off him, he's gotten a little crazier. Yeah, well, or he, if you, uh, he, he equate to, in D&D terms, he's that lawful evil character, you know? Uh, uh, maybe a little chaotic evil, but. <laughs> you think so? Because he, he, it's total rule with him, you know? It's all. I guess so, yeah, he wants the rule, yeah. It's, uh, you know, there can only be harmony if you follow my law. Yeah, there's only one law, it's my law, yeah. Yeah. Uh, back with Hot Rod, though, he's forced to blow up his whole sector to take down the weapons, which was crazy. Yeah, the Devastators. And he uh, pretty much sacrificed everyone to uh, destroy them. Yeah, he killed pretty much everyone in that whole... They were going to die anyways. The, the city, I guess we can call it. Yeah, the, the Devastators were killing them all and also sucking all their life, so they were going to die anyways, probably. But yeah. still, well, he Hot thought... Rod was his second mission after trying to get Soundwave. His second mission was to find Hot Rod and confront him. Yeah. And that's when, he's, no, that's when he finds out that the plan is already in, is already happening, that people are getting sucked alive. Yeah. And then after, I think it's right after uh, he destroys that, Zeta, Zeta Prime shows up because he's pretty pissed off. Yeah, well, it's the start of it. What, what I like is the chapter name is called The Purge. <laughs> yeah, he just starts pretty much going crazy and just burning it all down kind of thing. Yeah, it's almost the, the Thanos kill half the population so the rest can... Or, or once again, back to the Roman uh, thing, it's like Nero burning Rome, because he's just like, it's, you know, yes. he's, he's crazy. You're all corrupt, and only my way is the way. So uh, Pax opposes him, and they fight, and uh, just when Zed is about to kill Pax, Megatron shows up with the Decepticons, and kind of does a little save, which is funny. And uh, Zed gets the hell out of there, because he sees where the what's going to happen. Well, no, he killed... Uh, uh... Megatron kills Zeta. No, not yet. That's later. This is when they first meet. They first meet up, and then later Zeta and uh, fight again. They fight again. Oh, you're right. In the in the count. Yeah. Senate. 
So this, yeah, this is pretty much when Megatron's saying, hey, you're, you're, join me. Cause he, he, uh, Pax was pretty damaged, so he repairs up Pax. Megatron and his, uh, people repair Pax and, uh, wants, wants him to join him. And, uh, they, uh, kind of make a truce, the Autobots and Decepticon, the good Autobots, the rebels. And they go to fight Zeta. They do some rebelling. And this is where that, uh, blur story would fit in. This is when they're fighting in the streets, pretty much. The, uh, the, uh, I guess the autocracy versus the uh, rebel Autobots and the Decepticons. And they eventually fight their way to the, yeah, like the Senate kind of. And uh, Zeta and Megatron have a big fight. And uh, Megatron destroys Zeta because he, he, what is he collecting uh, primes? Because in the uh, Origins he killed the other, what was that one called? The other prime he killed. He's uh, he's just on a prime killing kick. That's Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, cause he's Megatron, he turns on Pax, and he blasts him, and he falls through the floor, and is left for dead. Yeah, after he shakes his hand, you know, we did it, and kabam. (laughs) Good old Megatron. Here's my gun in your gut. Uh, so yeah, the good guys are on the run, as the Decepticons are in total control now. And, uh, they think Pax is dead, obviously, so... Yeah, he falls down this hole in the Senate. Yeah, he's, like, gone. Like, he's just fell to his death, they assumed. Uh, but of course Pax isn't dead. He's drawn to the light, which it's, uh, obvi- it eventually turns out to be the Matrix. Mm-hmm. And he's drawn to it, and he's transformed in Optimus Prime. We can finally call him Prime. <laughs> yes, now, yeah, he gets the Matrix. He puts it in his chest, becomes Prime. And the cool thing about the Matrix is then he sees yeah. all the, uh, he sees all the robots. He, like, uh, almost kind of like, uh, Cerebro. Looking at mutants. Yeah, yeah, he sees everything. He's connected to the universe. He can see all the other robots that are away from Cybertron. Yep. Uh, in the meantime, Hot Rod has seemed to switch sides, and all the good guys are captured, and they're about to be killed. But of course, it's just a trick. Hot Rod wouldn't switch sides. He's a good guy. No. <laughs> and he uh, frees them, and then Optimus finds them, shows off his fancy Matrix. because And his new friend. Yep, and then he summons Metroplex. Well, he found Metroplex after, but you don't realize it is Metroplex. Yeah, yeah, and he just summons him out of the ground, which is great. That's another great scene where it's just all of a sudden Metroplex just stands up, kind of pretty much. He was underground the whole time. Yeah, or he was part of the city underground. Yeah, and uh, then Optimus broadcasts to all the Cybertronians to rise up to go against Megatron. They have a little uh, march, a million robot march. And they storm the cap. <laughs> yeah. They storm the capital. Of course, uh, Megatron turns his all those mass destruction weapons that they were trying to stop on them. The, yeah, well, he's got the vampires on uh, on turrets around the city. Yeah, around the capital. But uh, Metroplex shows up, and he, those don't really affect him too much because he is city sized, and he pretty much smashes everything. It destroys uh, all the turrets, and Prime gets to have a good fight with Megatron. But he doesn't kill him. You, I think he was going to kill him, but he gets saved. Like that's one of the things I'm like, whoa! Prime was Prime was about to kill Megatron there, and uh, Megatron escapes, and uh, before he, Prime can finish him, uh, who was it? Was it uh, Soundwave? Got him. Was it Soundwave? Yeah. Oh yeah, and, uh, like yeah. a ship. I think it was uh, that. Uh, what's it called? Astrotrain. I think that's who flew down with him. Yeah, because uh, Soundwave. Not Soundwave. Uh, what's the other guy that looks like Soundwave? Shock. Uh, Shockwave. Shockwave. Yeah. Turns into a, a sound gun. Uh, was devastating the planet. 
And, uh, yeah, no prime leads into, he's the leader of the Autobots. He's Time pretty- to, yeah, at, at, at the rebuild phase of the, yep. he put down the bad guy, bad leader, and kicked the Decepticons out. And then he finds all the, uh, Vampark weapons and a bunch of other bad weapons, and because Oh he yeah, is- that the Senate, that the Autobot Senate was making, yeah. did use, and it, it turns out that the Vampark weapon wasn't even the worst one. Yeah, and, uh, because Optimus is the ultimate good guy, he just, he uh, orders them all destroyed. So, he, he destroys all the weapons, because, hey, he's prime, he's good. I'm a good guy. And, uh, that's, be- that's the end of Autocracy. The first of the trilogy, and it was pretty good. I thought. I think the art was really, really good. Once again, this one was way better art that, than uh, uh, Megatron Origin. You could tell who was who through the whole thing. Yes, the art was a little bit better. This one it wasn't nearly as confusing, uh, especially in the fight scenes. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't one point where I'm like, "Who is that? What happened there?" I think it was really well told, and the story itself was pretty interesting. It was a lot of uh, a lot of. Uh, Politics, I guess, but not as much as uh, origins. Yeah, not as bad, but uh, I did like uh, I did like the how Prime kept getting set up, and then you're like, ah, Prime, why do you keep falling for it? <laughs> <laughs> and I, there was like a lot of uh, cameos by famous Autobots from the future that are going to be important in the future, which I like too. Seeing all the favorites there, and once again the bad guys too. And uh, yeah, when when. Uh, Hot Rod showed up. I was surprised because I thought, you know, I'm I was a huge... very surprised at Hot Rod. Because yeah, I'm a huge fan of Rodimus Prime. Yeah, well, that's going to be far in the future if that even happens. I don't even know if that happens in the comic books, but uh, yeah, I'm such a G1 used to that where he doesn't come until the movie that I'm like, oh, he's right there at origin. He's right there at the beginning. So it's that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I think everybody was, uh, Bumblebee was there too. He was kind of like his second in command almost. I think. Well, Bumblebee's the new kid. Yeah. He's a new kid on the block because he's in that in the shooting range with uh, Ironhide, and they're having a competition. He keeps calling Ironhide the old man. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. I thought it was really well written, and uh, like I said, the art was clean. It was uh, really detailed. It was almost painterly at points. Like it was, it's quite nice art. I thought, and uh, there was so well. One of the things you, I don't know if you noticed, and the thing I noticed is that as Prime becomes more and more disillusioned. His Autobot symbol sees more and more damage, so it's almost like indiscernible near the end there. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, uh, when Metroplex stands up, I think that's one of the greatest shots. But uh, didn't, the, didn't the Dinobots show up too? Did they? I don't remember. I thought they did. There was a bunch of people. Like the Dinobot thing always throws me too. Yeah, Dinobots are weird. I don't know if they were in it. I'm gonna look again. The Seekers are in it definitely, and they construct uh, the Constructicons are in it. And I, yeah, just seeing the uh, Devastators, and they they look just like uh, <laughs> like uh, Mega Supreme. I thought that was neat because you just kind of see him in silhouette in the distance, really. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. And there were some classic shots of all the. Uh, oh, didn't Hot Rod try to save Megatron at one point too? I don't remember. Did he? It's a long story. Yeah. And I've read it a long time ago. I'm going back because I know he jumps in front of Omega Prime. But it's, uh, yeah, really well done. I would, I would say this is one of the, uh, the classics of the early series here. It is epic. And also with that, uh, pedigree of people writing it too, it's, I think that was, uh, really cool. 
Yeah, I thought so too. It was a pretty good start. I can't wait to see what happens in Monstrosity. Yeah, was it Prim- Primacy is the next one, then Monstrosity, or is it the other way around? It's it's Monstrosity, then Primacy. Yeah. So, yeah. And with the Decepticons on the run now, we'll see what happens. If they're they're going to run to Earth? I don't know. Yeah, the Dinobots, I don't, you don't see them fighting a lot. There's one panel where he just says, uh, where Prime is talking, you know, if we stand up for what's right, we do what's right, more will come. And then the frame shows the Dinobots. <laughs> And it literally says, Dinobots, this is our fight now. Take out those tanks. And then uh, take out some tanks, and that's the last you see them. So they were actually there, yeah. That's, yeah. It, it's, it plays pretty loosey-goosey on uh, why there's Dinobots and why things like that. It's like Yeah, oh yeah, they show them, but destroy the tanks, and then they say, you're the new Prime. Uh, we're no soldiers, but we're here with you. Yeah, it's, it's, because it's, uh, the original thing is that they're on Earth, right? So the dinosaurs make sense, but and yeah, in the cartoons though they were built by yeah. Ratchet, I think. And I think they were given some, yeah, I think it was Ratchet, and they uh, uh, were gave some of the spark from the Matrix or something to turn them to life. Yeah, yeah, it's... totally different uh, way the world works in these comics, which it's hard. It you know, it's getting used to. You got to get used to forget what you know about uh, G one and. Uh, Embrace the uh, whole thing here with Cybertron. It's a lot of Cybertron action so far. We'll see we'll see where it goes from there. But uh, it's, so far, it's uh, all the politics. It should be fun to see how Prime rules. Yes. And uh, yeah, how it's how what's going to happen that they end up not on Cybertron anymore, which I assume is going to happen. Well, I will assume I am going to assume that they follow. The G1 storyline, at some point, the Decepticons do something heinous that forced them to leave Cybertron. Yeah. Yeah, or some, something that gets them either exiled or they have to escape. Yeah, We'll have to see. And I, I don't know if that's coming up right now, but uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So far, so good, though. I've, I've been enjoying these uh, comics a lot more than I ever enjoyed the Marvel uh, Transformers run. I used to try to read those. And they were a bit uh, esoteric, and and it, they none of the robots ever looked like the cartoon versions, so it always threw me off. Like whoever was doing the art wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> Not f- for that. Like they were, they just looked like robots. They didn't look like Transformers. So it was yeah, like, this lo- like you see some pictures, you see Soundwave, you're like, oh, that's Soundwave. Like it looks just like him. Even with uh, Ryan Pax, doesn't look like Prime. He had a different front on him, even in, in the end, because he isn't uh, the Earth version of a truck yet. He has a bit of a pointy front. Yeah, but he, he he's still got the in, colors he, and yeah. He's still kind of a he's still kind of a truck in a sense. Like he's still a the front end of a truck when he when he's transformed. He doesn't necessarily have a, a whatever you want to call it a bed or a trailer hooked to him. Yeah, the yeah the, the only he had that trailer that he was using to move the uh, prisoners in the uh, spotlight, but he wasn't yeah. uh, wasn't specifically for that. But, uh, yeah, these have been real fun, I think, and I'm excited to read more. Yeah, I can't wait to finish up Monstrosity now. Yeah, Monstrosity is uh, is the next one we'll be covering. Again, it's going to be probably about 100 pages. There might be a spotlight associated with two. I have to look. I think there might be a... Uh, it might even be Wheelie, who is my like most hated <laughs> movie character. <laughs> Which one was Wheelie? Which the one that uh, had the really annoying voice, and he would rhyme all the time. He was a little one. The, the in the movie, him and the uh, Dinobots were together. 
Mm. Yeah, he he was the worst in the movie. But at least this, you're only reading him. You don't have to hear that voice. But uh, I think that's uh, coming up too. I think that fits in between uh, na- uh, between the end of uh, Autocracy and the beginning of Monstrosity. So yeah, so we get some wheelie action in there. We'll see what wheelie's up to. Woo! Then we'll get into Monstrosity. Fun times. Okay. So all in all, your thoughts of the comic book? I guess I thought it was really good. So far, this is the best one. I liked I liked Megatron a lot, but the art here was so much better that I think yes. this is better than Megatron. I agree. The art uh, really uh, diminishes how good a comic book Megatron was. Yeah. Uh, but in Autocracy, uh, the story was really good. The art was nice, uh, not, or at least not confusing. Um uh, and I felt drawn in the story, you know. I like I like the whole comparison to a corrupt Rome Senate kind of a thing, uh, and then various factions of rebels slash good guys, you know, that that haven't drank the Kool Aid of the Autobots. Yeah, the leading class. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're well. They were pretty much loyal to Pax, like they were his buddies from the Force. Yeah, or- which is why I think Zeta wanted him out because. He knew that uh, he could rally m- more people around to him than he could. Yeah, he had, he had, uh, Zeta only ruled because he uh, was in, was voted in. I guess. I guess. I yes. Know. Well, he was voted in by the Senate. Not- yeah. They, well, that's not democracy. Yeah. It's a yeah. Autocracy. That's what it is. <laughs> Hence the name. <laughs> oh, I get it now. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so it should, this next one should be interesting because now, yeah, Prime's in control and he'll have to deal with all the, probably the, I would assume the Decepticons are going to step up their terrorist activity. Yes, he'd also have to, uh, he has to go through the, he's in charge of rebuilding everything yeah. that he destroyed. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of destruction, half of Cybertron, at least the big cities were pretty destroyed, so. Yep, should be fun, and we'll, We'll see when we get that done. Like we said, this isn't, uh, this is whenever we get a chance to record. So it's, uh, could be next week. It could be, uh, next month. So we'll see when we come back. There you go. Plus, we also have to read it. Yes, I haven't read it yet. And uh, you haven't read it yet. The, uh, next episode for the, uh, show just came out. And we'll, this, and, uh, yeah. So we'll put this out at the second week of June. And, uh, we'll go from there. Maybe we'll have a, by then we'll have, uh, Red monstrosity and recorded something. Definitely. Should be fun. Until, until then, I was Rob. I was Chobert. And this was Mobile Armor Radio Reads. We have, thanks. we actually learned to read. That's right. Thanks for, thanks for reading with us. Lucky there's pictures. I wouldn't have been able to understand what was going on. It's true. There was a lot of words that I thought, oh God, what are the pictures trying to tell me? Yeah. I just stopped reading after a while and just look at the pictures. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Mobile Armor Radio Reads. Come back next time for more.